Good evening. This is the Babbling Brook podcast, and in this episode, we'll be reading from and discussing the theme of snow from Orhan Pamuk's novel titled Snow. Snow in this novel is represented in several ways. One of them being the atmosphere in which the novel is set, and secondly. it is also the title of the compilation of poems which the protagonist publishes at some duration in the novel i'll be reading from different sections and uh, uh, giving a context to each section the first occurrence of snow is on the first line itself of the first chapter which is titled the silence of snow it reads the silence of snow thought the man sitting just behind the bus driver if this were the beginning of a poem he would have called what he felt inside him the silence of snow our protagonist is called ka that's his name in short and that's how he is known throughout the novel he perceives the atmosphere of snow as a medium with which he fuels his poetry amongst other influences the silence of snow is what he feels inside him when he is traveling from istanbul to kars he feels sort of vacant but he also feels an expectancy of nostalgia which he is about to face when we talk about nostalgia we must be be wary that car never spent much time in cars to be honest however he does remark the reason why he came to cars he says it wasn't p- poverty or the helplessness that disturbed him it was what he would see time and again during the days to come in the empty windows of the phot- of the photography shops in the frozen windows of the crowded tea houses where the city's unemployed past time playing cards and in the city's empty snow-covered squares these sights spoke of a strange and powerful loneliness it was as if he were in a place that the whole world had forgotten as if it was snowing at the end of the world this feeling of perpetual snow is a recurrence in cars uh, narrative from the point of from his point of view whereas the book is actually written or actually narrated by his friend orhan further it says uh, in chapter 1 itself if he hadn't been so tired 
If he had paid more attention to the snowflakes swirling out of the sky like feathers, he might have realized that he was traveling straight into a blizzard. He might have seen from the start that he had set out on a journey that would change his life forever. He might have turned back. But the thought didn't even cross his mind. As evening fell, he lost himself in the light still lingering in the sky above. In the snowflakes whirling ever more wildly in the wind, he saw nothing of the impending blizzard, but rather a promise. A sign pointing back to the happiness and purity he had once known as a child. Our traveller had spent his years of happiness and childhood in Istanbul. He had returned a week ago for the first time in 12 years to attend his mother's funeral. Having stayed four days, he had decided to take this trip to Kars. Years later, he could still recall the extraordinary beauty of the snow that night. The pleasure it brought him was far greater than any he had known in Istanbul. He was a poet and, as he himself had written in an early poem still largely unknown to Turkish readers, it snows only once in our dreams. As he watched the snow outside the window fall as slowly and silently as the snow in his dream, the traveller fell into a long-desired, long-awaited reverie. Cleansed by memories of innocence, he succumbed to optimism and dared to believe himself at home in this world. Soon afterwards, he did something else that he had not done for years and fell asleep in his seat. This conversation with snow carries on further when the narrator says, Wailing as it did the dirt, the mud and the darkness, the snow would continue to speak to Ka of purity. But after his first day in cars, it no longer promised innocence. The snow here was tiring, irritating, terrorizing. It snowed all night. It continued snowing all morning while Ka walked the streets playing the intrepid reporter visiting coffee houses packed with unemployed Kurds, interviewing the voters, taking notes. And later, when he climbed the steep and frozen streets to interview the old mayor, the governor's assistant, and the families of the girls who had committed suicide. Now, this uh, line probably introduces the underlying interactions which Ka has which drives the story forward and changes his experience in cars to what he had expected which is characteristic of a uh, novel of an Orhan Pamuk novel where the lives of the Turkish people are in the limelight. There's another interesting conversation going on in this book about God since Ka, our protagonist, is also a proclaimed atheist, but we will delve on that later. Continuing with the conversation on snow, I would bring the reading to 
uh, section right after the conversation of car with three youngsters where he discusses uh, the ideologies of being an atheist or a theist i'll read from the end of the last chapter where he said he told the three youths that he was in a hurry and left the deserted filthy station he hurried through the snow thinking all the while of the poem he would write when he was back in the hotel car threw off his coat the moment he entered his room he opened the green notebook he had brought with him from frankfurt and wrote down the poem as it came to him word by word it was as easy as following a dictation whispered into his ear but nevertheless he gave the words on the page his full attention because he had never before written a poem like this in one flash of inspiration without a single pause there was a corner of his mind that doubted its worth but as line followed line it seemed to him that the poem was perfect in every way and this made his joyful heart beat faster still so he carried on writing hardly even pausing leaving spaces only here and there for the words he had not quite heard until he had written 34 lines the poem comprised many of the thoughts that had come to him in a rush a short while earlier the falling snow cemeteries the black dog that had been frolicking happily around the station an assortment of childhood memories and the image that had lured him back to the hotel ipec how happy it made him just to imagine her face but also how terrified he called the poem snow at this point uh, a brief picture of a snowflake is given where car draws an illustration of a snowflake with all its six prongs and uh, he fits all his poems on this snowflake so we'll come to the point where of the story where this notebook is discovered by his friend orhan who is also the narrator he wrote after leaving cars ka probably read a number of books about snow one of his discoveries was that once a six-pronged snowflake crystallizes it takes between 8 and 10 minutes for it to fall through the sky lose its original shape and vanish when with further inquiry he discovered that the form of each snowflake is determined also by the temperature the direction and the strength of the wind the attitude the altitude of the cloud and any number of other mystical forces car decided that snowflakes have much in common with people so this is the ideology behind uh, saying that every life is like a snowflake continuing it was a snowflake that inspired i ka it was a snowflake that inspired i ka the poem he wrote while sitting in cars 
public library and later when he was to arrange all 19 titles for his new collection snow he would assign arc aika to the central point of the same snowflake applying the same logic to heaven chess and the chocolate box he was able to see that each of these poems too had its natural and unique position on the imaginary snowflake i wish i could show the snowflake to you uh, i'm pretty sure an illustration won't be available anywhere online you will have to fetch a copy of the book to see it but uh, describing it it would have a six pronged snowflake with each prong having two forks each where the uh, junction of the y has one node and the hands of the y having two nodes each ka labels the the six lines uh of the six prongs of the snowflake in vertical sections so the one line which goes through and through is logic the second which crosses it is imagination and the third which crosses it is called memory at the center the node is called aika that is one of his poems and at each of the nodes of uh, Uh, the forks as well as the junctures the other poems are assigned it is interesting to think that um, human life can be equated to a snowflake uh, probably because ka saw it as something which has a beginning and an end and it takes so many mystical elements to determine how it would look like how long it would last and uh, eventually it vanishes so that might be one reason why ka assigned all of his 19 poems on a single snowflake and uh, that was his arrangement of the poems now the novel does not show us any excerpts from any of the poems neither does it uh, sh- show us the exact ordering of the poems and this just leaves us to our imagination with some notes by orhan and uh, the snowflake to reflect upon however i will read the reread two paragraphs from the 41st chapter which is called every life is like a snowflake following uh, what we read just now cast notebooks recording his thoughts about the poems he wrote in cars are for the most part attempts to discover the significance of that geometry but it should be clear by now that he was also trying to decipher the meaning of his own life we should take care to see these objectives in the same light for example to read his musings on where to place the poem to be shot and killed 
is to be struck by the priority he gives to the fear that inspired that poem. He explains why it is that a poem inspired by fear belongs near the imagination axis at the top of the right side of the memory axis and near enough to a poem titled The Place Where the World Ends to be under its influence. Lurking throughout these commentaries was the belief that his poetry was shaped by mysterious external forces. And by the time he was recording these thoughts in the notebooks, Carr was convinced that every life is like a snowflake. Individual existences might look identical from afar, but to understand one's own eternally mysterious uniqueness, one had only to plot the mysteries of one's own snowflake. This is the most interesting thing um, I have revisited in a long time. And uh, I suppose I must leave you with that thought. Can you really understand your own eternal mysterious uniqueness if you plot the mysteries of your own snowflake? I would certainly be interested in to plot my own snowflake someday. A very interesting concept and uh, a prime driver of the character analysis of Ka from Oran Pamuk's Snow. I hope you have a chance to read this book and uh, there is a lot more yet to be explored from snow and uh, no amount of exploring can ever do justice to this book because it was a vital part of uh, Oran Pamuk's winning the Nobel Prize. With these thoughts, I will close this episode. Thank you for listening and uh, hope you have a great weekend. Thank you.